This is the OTP4D, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. I'm together with the hosts of Titans Countdown on Titans Radio, Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, to talk about the 8-2 and two Tennessee Titans. Rhett Bryan, if I had told you before the season the Titans would be 8-2, and two, would you have believed it? No, just because of how difficult the schedule was going to get in the very early part of that. You had six straight games against AFC teams, some of which were powerhouses. It's not that I don't want them to be 8-2, and two, but I'm pleasantly surprised and glad that they are. I'm with Rhett. I would have thought that... Overall, if at the end of the season you gave me a number that was pretty high, I've been like, yeah, sure, we won eight games at some point, of course. But to be eight and two at this point in the season with the schedule that the Tennessee Titans have had this early in the season, I don't think I would have guessed that. What would you have taken if I said, Amy Wells, before the season, I'll give you a record. I, I'm not going to give you the high end. I'm not going to give you eight and two. I'll give you something. If it's reasonable, what would you have said? At this point in the season, I would have taken six and four and been very happy. 100%. That's exactly what I would have said. That's what I said this morning on WGOW, the exact same thing. Six and four, I would have been totally happy with six and four, knowing that the last seven games and the bye come back to you a little bit. You've got a chance to build. Well, the schedule is advantageous, not so much for the opponents, but for how things fall, like guess what? Right now, second straight home game, woohoo! At noon. At noon. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's fantastic that the team has a chance to get into this flow and has only three more road games. Absolutely. So anyway, all right. So the Titans are better than expected, eight and two. Every team in the league has at least two losses for the first time since 2010. So for the first time in 11 years, there are no undefeated or one-loss teams remaining after 10 games, that courtesy of my friend Andrew Siciliano in NFL Network. And I think it tells you the balance. I also think it tells you there is a horse race that is going to go on down the stretch, and the leaders at this point may not be the leaders when it's all said and done. I watched the NFL Network this morning and just looking at the graphic with – of course, it was great to see the Titans at the top left of that being eight and two. But to see in the hunt column was just loaded with teams. And, and it's just amazing to see how all this is and more importantly, how it's going to all play out. Well, especially with all the teams with winning records in the AFC. Yeah. But in the NFC, if you have three or four wins, you still have life, Amy. Oh, absolutely. It's The NFC is real interesting to watch because it looks like there's a bunch that are bundled up together that have that are just above 500, and then there's a bunch that are bundled together that are right at 500 and a lot of football left to play. So I think it's going to be really interesting to watch the NFC. And for the AFC, it's any man's ball game still. For the OT people, this is the OTP 4D presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means four downs about your Tennessee Titans 23-21 win over the Saints. 
first down, your play that turned the game, Rhett Bryan? For me, it's easy. It's the first play of the second half. Start of the third quarter. Deontay Harris is coming out for a kickoff return. Dylan Cole hits him, forces the fumble. Torrey Carter recovers. It's Titans ball. A few plays later, there's a score to separate that score even further. That, that was a big one, in my opinion. You know, mine, Rhett, it's funny, is right before that. Right before the half, the last four plays the Saints had before the break were an absolute disaster. I mean, it was bad news bears for the New Orleans Saints. There were back-to-back sacks. Then you have a penalty called on the center that moves them back even further. Then they do a strange little run play that didn't do anything, and they were like, you know what, forget it. Let's just go in, take a break. But you could tell that they were shaken a little bit. So then coming back after the half, having that turnover set up a touchdown for the Titans, you really felt while going into halftime, you felt like the momentum had clearly shifted for the Titans. Being able to come back on the other side of the half and sustain that and keep that momentum, big deal for the Tennessee Titans. For me, it's in the second quarter. It's the penalty on... Ellis, the linebacker for the late hit on Ryan Tannehill when he had thrown the interception in the end zone. I have no idea if it's a penalty or not, but they called it. You know, there's a lot of debate. As I was driving in today, they're debating it on NFL Network and NFL Radio and everything you're listening to about whether or not it was a penalty. Doesn't matter right now. What matters is the Titans didn't have the interception And they went ahead and scored a touchdown. They took advantage of the break. It's funny. When we were 2-14 and 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 3-13, it seems like we were the team that always got that call against us. Remember Big Jeff last year in Minnesota got a call at the end of the ballgame on a roughing the passer that looked like it was in real time. But in reality, it wasn't. He hit him in the shoulder, but it was so violent looking, they called the penalty. I think that's why everything should be reviewable in the NFL, but that's another edition <laughs> of the OTP. Maybe several episodes. Maybe worth. several episodes. But the bottom line was the play that turned the game was there because that was seven points that the Titans desperately had to have to obviously win this game. They took advantage of the opportunity. Some would say they took advantage of the break. They got a pass interference call three plays later that also kept them going. Fine, whatever you want to call it. You get a chance, you score. They got a chance, and they scored. Bottom line. That's a big play, and you're mm-hmm. right. That's a big one that turned it. And I can't remember where that was in time, but there was a a, a quarterback sack of Ryan Tannehill, and I think it was David Omanyata who, who had it, that where he wrenched his neck, and they didn't throw. Right. So I'm trying to remember if this was before that, and maybe this was, air quotes, a makeup call. Or it's just kind of how the game went. Well, however the game went, the Titans got a a touchdown right there and end up winning the game 23-21. Second down, your stat that tells the story, Amy Wells goes first. I think it's got to be the kickers and the fact that the Titans were 2-for-2 on extra points and the Saints were 0-for-3 on extra points. Now, one of those was a two-point conversion attempt, but it ended up costing the Saints four points, and those are four points that you need in a game that is this close. So I think that kicking and basically those extra points, that was the determining factor. For me, it's that Ryan Tannehill is clearly taking the reins minus Derrick Henry in this. Found 11 different receivers in this ballgame. And some of them unlikely names, but it's where this Titans team is because of 
injuries and the like. You know, Marcus Johnson, huge in that ball game yesterday with his 100-yard game and, and three kickoff returns for 54 yards. But Ryan Tannehill, 11 different receivers, uh, a season high for him. For me, it's Deontay Foreman, 78 total yards in 13 touches. Yes, 11 rushes for 30 yards, eh, but two catches for 48 yards. And so 13 touches, 78 yards, six yards a touch. The Titans are going to desperately need that out of the running back position, especially with Julio Jones out right now, due to the fact that teams are going to do whatever they can to take A.J. Brown away. Other people are going to have to step up. If you can get yards either on the ground or through the air with your running backs, I think it's a huge factor. Deontay Foreman's two catches, one for nine and one for 39, were big for the Tennessee Titans. And that's an area for them right now. It's not going to be about matching the rushing yards of Derrick Henry. It's about total yards. 13 for 78 for Foreman, big. And to your point, in the last two games, post Derrick Henry in this, A.J. Brown, six catches for 58 yards, no touchdowns. So there's your point right there. Sure. I mean, they've, I think they've shut him down. They're going to they're mm-hmm. try everything they right. can because they're going to know. I mean, certainly Houston's going to try it. You would bet that Belichick in in New England in 13 days is going to try to grab him coming off the bus and stop him because <laughs> that's what he does. I mean, he he will say we're going to take your biggest weapon away. Obviously, Marcus Johnson five catches for a hundred is the one that jumps out. But to get yards and production from the running back position. That's better. I thought they ran better yesterday. I thought Adrian Peterson ran better than I initially thought. There was not a lot there, and they're good up front. There's no doubt about it. But I thought he looked fresher. He looked crisper. I thought Foreman looked good at times as well. He had some hard yards at different times. I was somewhat encouraged out of that. I thought it was a decent second step. Let's face it, though. I mean, this offense has to get better. Yeah, I mean, it's got to get better. I mean, this is not going to keep doing it for the next seven no. weeks and in the playoffs. But, you know, there are things that you say, okay, okay, we can we can live with some of this. And you see on defense the return of Christian Fulton and the plays that he made. If the Titans' offense can start to get some of those guys back and some of those guys worked into it, namely Julio, huge. Well, and to your point about the running backs, I saw a quote from Adrian Peterson this morning from from yesterday's post game, saying that he felt better about it and he felt they were close on some runs. Mm-hmm. There was some space there. Had they gotten a millisecond more of a crease, could have gotten some damage. Third down, your area that the Titans have to get fixed, Amy Wells. I need A.J. Brown to be more involved. And things that I understand as I say that, number one, I know that Every defense in the United States of America is keying on A.J. Brown right now. I understand that. The second thing that I understand is that of an offense that used to have three major targets in Julio Jones and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, and those were like the the trifecta, the big three, two of those are now gone. So I get all of that. Still, we've got some issues with drops. Still, we've got some plays that need to be there that aren't exactly happening. How much of that is on AJ versus how much of that is on Ryan Tannehill and the offensive line and everything else that happens within an offense? That's for Todd Downing to figure out. I don't know the intricacies of what they are trying to do at any given time. But what I do know is that when A.J. Brown is rolling, this offense is unbelievable. So we need to get back to that 
and get him a little bit more involved how they're going to do it, best of luck to you, Todd Downing. That's your job. For me, it's really have been impressed with what the Titans defense has done. The thing I'd like for them to shore up a little more is giving up explosive plays. They had six explosive plays they gave up to the Saints offense yesterday and lived to tell about it. You can't do that every week. You you probably wouldn't be able to do that, to your point, in, in Foxborough in, in a couple of weeks against the Patriots with the way they're starting to roll. Going to have to shore up those things. And I think with a Christian Fulton coming back and getting some guys back like that, that will help those issues. But I, I, I would feel better if there were less explosive plays. Simple answer for me, and it'll be short, it's the run game. You've got to run the ball better. I talked about it a minute ago. I did see some hope. I saw some things that were more positive. I think Adrian Peterson's right. There were more opportunities. That was the number one run defense in the NFL, so you have to grade on a curve a little bit. But they've got to run the ball better. I mean, that's for, for what this offense is and what this team is, they have to run the football better. All right, we're moving to fourth down. Rhett Bryan. One thing you noticed and want to share with the OT people. It's become evident to me at this point in the season, we're just over the halfway mark, but the Titans are 8-2, and two, and they're different. This team's special. They are not only finding a way to win, but learning how to stack wins at the same time. And I know that sounds silly that they're learning how to stack wins and learning their way through this, but it's still an education week to week. And because you've had a lot of guys grow up on this team, uh, including a Jeffrey Simmons and, you know, Kevin Byard, and you keep naming names, but they're just finding a way to do it. Mike, you and I saw those 99 and 2000 teams, the, the Gen 1 Titans, and they got a lot of wins like it was against the Saints at Nissan Stadium Sunday. They weren't always pretty, especially in the, the old AFC Central, and it was those slugfests between Baltimore and the Titans and the, the Steelers but they found ways to win them, and they're stacking wins where it counts the most. This team's special. Mine is not as poetic and lovely as Rhett, but I'm very happy for Marcus Johnson. What I wrote in my notes was, woo-hoo, Marcus Johnson. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, Marcus, Marcus Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> really, I mean, he had five receptions, 100 yards, a longest of 50. He was making plays when his number was called, and that's what is expected of you, especially if you're a guy who's stepping in to fill in for someone like Julio Jones. I mean, I think that it's so good to see someone who's put in the work then have success on the field. Plus, he's a nice dude, and I really enjoy that. It's me. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. I enjoy talking to him, and I, I just it makes me very happy to see him have success, and I hope that continues. For me, fourth down is amending a statement from the preseason. Amy Wells asked me on a show what the next step was for Jeffrey Simmons. And I said at that time, the next step for Jeffrey Simmons is to have seven or eight sacks and to move into that range of, of being an elite interior defensive lineman. I want to amend that now that he has seven and a half sacks and seven games to go and say he's got a chance to not just move into the elite, he's got a chance to move into the Aaron Donald category. not saying he's better than Aaron Donald, but, I mean, you've got a guy at this moment in time who, if he keeps doing what he's doing, could you know, very conceivably end up with 11 or 12 sacks as an interior defensive lineman, which is almost unheard of. You know, the Titans had a player like that in Jarrell Casey who reached that sort of level, who the other team had to focus upon first and foremost when they did anything planning for the Titans. 
If you couldn't block Casey, you had big problems. And a lot of times they would double and triple team Casey to keep him from being a problem. Jeff Simmons can do the same thing, only more, because as gifted as Jarrell was, this young man is even more gifted because he's bigger, he's longer, he's stronger. I don't know that he's as fast as Jarrell, because Jarrell, Jarrell has tremendous quickness, and but he's got the same heart Jarrell did. And I think the amendment is he's in the list now. He's mm-hmm. done that. Can he go towards the top of the list and become one of the ones that you talk about every year? That they're sitting on NFL Network and they say, well, when you talk about guys like Aaron Donald and Big Jeff, you know exactly who they're talking about. And I think that's going to be the next step. And I would say that Jarrell was so good for so long. But I'm thinking in terms of Jeff's stature and and explosiveness and twitchiness for a big athlete, I'm thinking about those two years with Albert Hainsworth. Those last two years, he was a Titan. My gosh, they were unbelievable. He never had double digits. Oh, no, no, no. He was the most dominant interior He did some incredible things. He was great. But this has a chance to be even better. Yeah. Jarrell did have a double-digit sack. That's right. Which, for me, for an interior defensive lineman, is like a 50-home-run year in baseball. You know, 40's good. You know, 40's good. But 50 is unusual. And I think that's where Jeff is if he keeps going to the next part. It's hard to break through the middle and go sack the quarterback because they're going to do everything they can to stop you. Edge guys, you know, sometimes things fall your way. Guy runs into you. Blocker falls down. You run around him. Sometimes you come unblocked. You know, things like that happen. Jeff Simmons is never unblocked. There was moments he was triple teamed team. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Triple team. And still was effective. And still was effective. That's exactly right. I need to mention something else, and this is about tickets. If you are a Titan season ticket member and have not yet opted in for your playoff tickets, do it now. I know a lot of the OT people are season ticket members. And if you didn't realize, I mean, come on. You you got to realize. You you. Want to be at Nissan Stadium for the playoffs. You don't want somebody sitting in your seat, particularly the fan of another team. And listen, if you've invested in a PSL and you've spent all this time, don't you want to be there for the playoffs? You want the playoff tickets. That's the whole point. Okay. Excellent. Well put. Thank you for the benediction. Yep, all right. sure. So now, if you're considering being a 20 20- 22 season ticket member if you're if you're on the fence and you're thinking about doing that those tickets are on sale now went on sale today if you lock in before december 1st you get the current psl prices you don't get the raised prices so you save money there and as a new season ticket member for 2022 you will get the option to buy playoff tickets when they go on sale For this January, to do that, you need to buy your 2022 season tickets by December the 10th. Call or text 615-565-4200, 615-565-4200. So if you're a current season ticket member, opt in for the playoff tickets. If you are going to buy season tickets for next year, they're on sale now. And by doing so before December 10th, you qualify to buy playoff tickets for this January on a game-by-game basis. That's amazing that you can be a season ticket member for the next season 
but reap the benefits of getting. That's the idea. Wow. That's you what can we get do playoff here. tickets for this year. And yes. you want playoff tickets. That's the whole point. I'm going to bring up the rear with this whole ticket conversation, too, because we have a lot of friends in the ticket office and they're good, good people, hard workers. I know that sometimes financial things come into this. Call that number. Or text it at 615-565-4200 because they have packages. They have payment plans. They have all kinds of ways for you to become involved and sit in those seats at Nissan Stadium. So I would pick up the phone and do that today. All right. That does it for the OTP 4D presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. For Amy Wells and Rhett Bryan, I'm Mike Keith, and this is the OTP. Where the legends go, everybody knows it's our house. Fighting for Tennessee, making history. Greatness is meant to be ours now. Hey, we got Titan blood running through our veins.